Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. So today we're tackling another sticky subject that we feel is super important, but a lot of people come over all a quiver when it gets brought up. Drum roll, please. I don't know how to do a drum roll. We're talking pricing. We want to tackle this subject because we feel like creatives really struggle when it comes to pricing their work. Hands up, we totally have been those people, haven't we, Carla? We definitely have. Yeah. So we're going to get to grips. Yeah, true. Yeah. So we're going to get to grips with this today and hopefully bolster your confidence when it comes to charging what you really should be for your work. Big there stuff. We, we do seem to be tackling some really big stuff this season, it's actually. Important. So all the kind of icky, important... I don't think pricing is icky, actually. Let's get that out of the way. Everyone can, sort of go, makes, they make that can, face when they talk about pricing. I feel like people... Be. Do you know, actually, that's probably a good point to start on there. I know back in the day when I first started out, having the whole conversation in like during consultation time you'd reached the point of pricing and it always felt really awkward I didn't feel confident saying my prices to people I was terrified I was going to get that face as I was you know saying saying it out to them so yeah it probably was a really icky subject when I first started because I didn't feel confident in my pricing Mm. does that make sense Yes, it does. And I think that's totally valid as in icky because you didn't feel confident. But as, mm. as a as a standalone, um, w- without attaching our emotions to it, it shouldn't be icky. It's no, just it shouldn't. It's just, it shouldn't. I so agree. It's, it shouldn't be. A, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't have felt that way because I have also felt that way. Yes. But um, I think it should. I would like to banish the myth that pricing is something that should be talked about in hushed tones or, yes. you know, referred to like under the desk dodgy deal like it should just be out in the open it's an exchange of energy an exchange of your exchange somebody is paying you money for your time and skill yes and that is okay and and i think that there is a lot of emotion attached to it isn't there i think there's a lot of um perception and stuff yeah perception so i think that's why it feels weird but yeah but, but it should just be a business decision like you would like you would like this service it's going to cost you this much that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's and under you know, the budget, isn't so. That was that was the mindset shift I had to make um, when it when it came to sort of go, dealing with the pricing issue. Was mm-hmm. I literally had to teach myself to, and I would stand in the front of the mirror going, "It's this amount," you know. I would literally say, "Oh, it's five hundred pounds," and then shudder. Oh, it's five hundred pounds. <laughs> Good luck, like, nervous. <laughs> you, know. you have to get rid of all those weird, yeah, yeah. Like, and then literally just before, kept on you? doing yeah. it to the point where I got to a, a, a stage where a client would turn around and go, "Okay, then. So how much is that? It's five hundred pounds." And then I would say nothing else. Because I also had this tendency to say my price and then try to justify it as well, which I feel like a lot of people, a lot, especially a lot of creatives, probably do. Um, it's five hundred yes. pounds. Or, oh, or but you get this and you get this. Or alternatively, I have been known to say it's this much, and I, I, I can't even think of like okay, let's let's go with five hundred pounds. Easy, yeah. easy number. <laughs> so I would then say. Um, I don't think I was charging even as much as 500 when I was doing this. No. But I'd go, it's 500 pounds. But actually, because you're my friend, you're doing yes. this much. Because you so-and-so referred you, I get that. Yes. And I'd get myself down to like 20 quid and I'd be like, why am I... like? Why I just are you throwing myself. in the discount? And they hadn't thing. flinched at 500. They were fine with 500. And I'd like talk to myself down before they'd had a chance to get yeah. a word in edgeways because I was... And again, that stems from insecurity. That's yes. not because pricing is a problem. That's not because 500 or, or 2,000 or whatever you're charging it's not expensive or cheap it is what you charge and it's it's a number you should arrive at through a process rather than just pulling out of your arse mm. um and it'll be different for everybody but um yes i think that like like learning the art of silence yes it's not something i'm very good at is it? it's not something either of us are that good at <laughs> oh i've got but, I've, I've got better um, when it comes to the pricing part now i don't come good. up with all of the excuses good. now i do just say this is my pricing um I, I, you know, actually uh, one of the things that really helped me there was um i started sending people my pricing before we started to talk mm-hmm. uh, so that when we got to that part of the conversation i knew they'd already seen my prices because i'd sent them to them so it, it didn't feel that's bad really for me to say it then because i have just done and it's probably the first time so i've just done it with five inquiries in a row mm-hmm. and it's probably the first time i've done it consistently with with five inquiries as they've come in I, they've had the same process as in they've all obviously had the same packages and stuff waved at them but yes. some of them i will have spoken to some of them i will have um talked on instagram some of them will have come through the website but 
these are all from different places and mm. some of them know me, some of them don't. Um, and I have had the same thing, which I've said, um, my pricing, like my, my brand packages, my brand sheets start at around £995. All packages are customisable because they are, because some people need three days and yes. some people need yeah, half yeah. a day. So that, you know, um, I don't offer just a single hour anymore, but you know, this is, so I give them like a rough idea. It starts at this. Payment plans are available, but let me, give me your postal address and let me send you a brochure. No pressure, but it's just much nicer than reading on a screen. And so far, so last year, that, brochure shift a because it was written down b because it has other nice stuff in it and c because it arrives with treats um ah. has a much better conversion rate and i don't think it's the treats i think it's because people then lose it on their desk and then when they tidy their desk up they come back to it this might be a my person my, my ideal client thing but like their desk is a disaster and then they tidy <laughs> their desk up and they find it and then they give me a ring so ah. um that has been massive but i also think there is something there about having it written down for them to go through so they're not feeling like they have to make a decision or make a reaction or so the, the couple of people that I have had the conversation with then um, as that, that starting point, they've gone, oh, yeah, that's roughly what I was expecting. That's cool, which is great. Yes. Um, but they haven't had to, like, come up with a either an excuse as to why they can't do it immediately or a shocked face or a happy face. Like, they haven't had, like, it means or, they can or, do it on their own you know, terms. Or, someone tells you a price and you battle to keep that neutral face because you don't yes. want to... <laughs> You know, yes. I don't want people to have to do that while they're talking to me. And 100% that can prices. also go both ways. And I never want to pressure. In fact, I'm probably like too unpressured as sales go. Mm. So I often say to people about 15 times. In fact, I have had people where I'm like, and there's no pressure. And they're like, no, but I want to book. And I'm like, no, but I don't want to pressurise you. And they're like, no, but I really want to book. And I'm like, but I don't want to put you on. And like, can you just give me the fucking booking I form? Know, Carla, stop talking so... them out of booking you, for goodness sake. <laughs> it's because I've been in my, in my life, I have been subject to high pressure sales. Yeah. And I have also um, unfortunately worked in environments where that is the expected norm and it's, mm. it's horrible it's horrible it's not nice yeah um, i totally agree with that i've i've been in that environment as well and it's just i just knew that was never ever not, what i wanted to do no, with people so no. and one of the things i've been learning a lot from the chocolate business from tempered is that colin who is our sales director and has always been in sales and um, i keep teasing him i was like before i worked with you i think i thought you were like del boy and he was like i feel like i should be offended and I was like, <laughs> not, not in a bad way in like a lovable way but actually his sales are i think i might have talked about this before um so I've had the um I don't think before I did this I would have considered it a privilege to listen to somebody else's sales calls because mm. that would have sounded like hell on earth yeah but and I don't listen in I don't eavesdrop but obviously we're working in quite a small space all together in here and I share the office while the other two are making chocolate so um and it's just and I've only had snippets but it is amazing listening to how he um, he actually listens. So his sales is not about selling them the product. Obviously, it is about selling them the product, but it isn't. It's about listening to what they need and selling mm, them what they need yes. so that they have something that's going to increase their profits. And we are selling them something that obviously will increase our profits because we're all in business to make money. Yep. Um, but but they get what they... He's not just like, right, I need to sell everyone this. He's, he adapts it to what they need. If they're not sure, if it's not the right time, he, he talks... And he just everybody is happy and yeah. everybody bloody loves him like when i've got in and said oh i'm part that's, of tempered but that's like, the oh, sign colin, of a good sales colin's colleague and i'm like yeah you know colin he's great I, yeah. I feel inadequate no i don't feel inadequate but yeah it is really interesting and i think that for me exemplifies good sales yes but that's the first example i've had of good sales up close and personal yeah, mostly yeah. i have had i mean I've, there's been some lovely people in the world who've been but yeah so i think don't talk yourself out if you hit prices don't hit the price and then talk yourself down exactly give, give them a chance don't yeah. do a carla and say but you know this is what i can yes, do we can me. call that doing a carla <laughs> yes that, that is okay um yeah it's yeah. a funny one isn't it so i mean i feel like I don't know. Starting to charge is, is probably a, a good one to kind of yes. explore. Because Especially I think when that's something... it is something very new to you. You know, the, the yes. first time someone says to you, OK, yes, I would like to buy that from you. How much is it going to be? Yes. It's, it's, it's go, a bit like deer in headlights. Know. Yeah. What on earth? Yeah. And what, yeah. how do we I put just a... did the same face. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, actually, a good example here is probably talking about, especially as somebody who was quite well established as a wedding photographer at this point. But I got asked to I, I, I didn't get asked to. I applied to exhibit some images at an exhibition. Do you I remember? remember. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember the agony about what the bloody hell do I charge? The, agonize, the agonizing decision of, what, of, yeah, what? how do I value my art? That was so difficult. It was... Um, because it's so different from a service, isn't it? Yes. It's such a different... Um, Services you can kind of break down into, okay, yes, I do this in this. It takes me this amount of time to do this and it takes me this amount of time to do this. Yeah. But when it comes to something, you know, I, I, took, a, I, I took a lovely picture most of my art is taken when I'm away or somewhere so it's you know mm -hmm. I'm 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 kind of enjoying myself while I'm doing it so 
that's okay. I'm not so charging I think that's, for actually, the, the time I think there. that's a really good point to pull out. You are allowed to enjoy yourself and still make money. Yes. That's okay. Absolutely. You are allowed to charge. For, you're also allowed to charge for the stuff that you did accidentally. So yes. You, for example, so I know I'm, I'm taking taking away from photography slightly, but I think photography is a good one where you can have happy accidents when you're on holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a couple of makers who have had... Um, what to say an unfortunate smelting incident uh, but actually it's where, where they've had like something where the soldering has gone wrong or the glaze has not worked on a piece of pottery or you know like like make make, make like physical making yeah. stuff mm. um, and then actually they've um so in in the in the potter's case she fired it anyway and it came out just looking i don't think she'd invented something and it's just not something she would normally have done it didn't fit her usual style but it yeah. came out looking really pretty yeah and it was like oh this, this is all right. So it's, it's okay for sometimes your mistakes to, to be worth money. That's it, and to put a value like, on that, definitely, for, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have never had that. I, when I when I fuck stuff up with jewellery, I really fuck it up. It ends up melting <laughs> back again. Like, but, um, uh, that's know, cool. It, there, there's a certain of like melting the mistake and then making something better out of it. So I'm okay with that. Exactly. But, um, and the joy of metalworking, actually, is that you can just melt the shit and it doesn't ever happen. <laughs> um, but yes, so I think, I don't know, I think it is really... There's a lot of formulas out there, like how to charge for your work, and I think that can also is be a bit there? alarming when you are there formulas. Yeah. I did not know. Oh my this. god, yeah. Talk oh, to you me clearly about never some... run a fucking jewelry business. So I've probably got about eight different books. On oh, running do you mean like business. something like the when they, they say oh it should be like three and a half times the well, kind of? Except that I would suggest that my in fact I can probably wave. I'm no, I'm not going to name a shame the books. So I'll probably wave the books at you. Most of them are up there, and I would say of eight different books, there are probably. 27 different methods of charging oh my god i didn't realize like that. each of them says oh you could do this or you could also do this or you could also do this other thing and it's like well if you are starting and if you're at the stage of reading a book to find out what you should charge you're probably starting to charge or you're revisiting your pricing because you're unsure mm-hmm. and um i don't find that helpful actually i, I no, have three different ways to do something three different ways to i want to say skin a cat but you know charge your work because actually each and a lot of them are like, oh, and it should be this this much times this, and it's like, but then if if you're if you're in London, it should be this much more, and it's just like, well, it does kind of feel like you're throwing a whole bunch of stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. And hoping there, it might it? stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I dislike um, that. The 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 best of uh, the best advice I learned about pricing was something I actually learned this year. I've not until now. I have. Ooh, tell me more. I am all ears. It's it was actually about working out a what um what my what my. Uh, how much I need every month to live, you know, to pay mm-hmm. my bills and all the rest of it. And then B, to work out how many hours I want to be working throughout the year so that I can actually figure out what hourly rate I should be charging. That was, it was a, it was a, a, a free little webinar I did um, with a copywriting um, membership group, actually, which I then subsequently went on to join because I thought, well, if that was the free stuff, I can't imagine yeah. what I'm going to get for the paid you stuff. Really get inside it, yeah. So it was that was a good sales tactic. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was mind blowing to me that actually I discovered oh I'm actually only charging maybe slightly less than what I should be charging right now. So that's good, and it gave me a, a good starting point for reviewing everything then that I that I do put out there so that I can make sure mm-hmm. my prices are, are right. So I'm going to be earning the money that I need to be earning to pay my bills throughout the year. That for me, or at least it gives you a target. You know how much you need to book in order to yes. make the money that you want to make or exactly. need to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is exactly. a really good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's, yes, I think that's really good advice. But I think the thing that I want to add in there, which again, I think I've said, but I don't think you can say this too much. So I'm going to say it again, even if I've said it on the podcast before. I say it to most people I meet. So apologies, <laughs> guys, if you've heard me bang on about this before. Um, so yes, that is exactly the right way I would say to go about it. Um, and I've seen like a lot of different businesses do it a lot of different ways. And yes. I would say that is a pretty good solid, but every person's figure will be different. Oh, absolutely. It'll and be I think that's where, the, that's where the issues creep in because you might do your calculations. So I, I did my calculations to begin with and I live by myself. Um, I live fairly like sensibly mm-hmm. but I also really like buying nice things like fountain pens and filofaxes and yep. like I dye my hair which is not cheap because I use an amazing hairdresser and you know that th- th- there are certain things that I choose to indulge in um and I run a business which is fairly expense heavy and I choose to maintain a studio so mm-hmm. although my life is not hugely expensive there is that living by myself so not sharing those bills and then I choose to do various things so I know what my like survival budget is and I know what my like nice life budget is and then mm-hmm. I know what my like luxury budget is and that's cool um but that means that my expenses and what I need to live working say full time as a brand photographer is completely different from somebody who lives at home 
or somebody who lives with a partner yeah. or somebody who maybe has four kids. So yes. has a lot more expenditure. So has maybe similar as they might be living you know, they might have similar um, a similar business model to me. They might have similar hours to work and stuff, but they might have a lot more expenses because they've got, you know, or they might be living with their parents. So they might have less time, but more money or everybody has like all these different living situations yes. and different like stuff in their life. And so I think where the problem creeps in is that you do your calculations. And it's great. And you think, yeah, brilliant. That's what I can charge. And then Neddy down the road says, oh, well, I only charge like half of that. Like, why are you charging so much? And yeah, then all exactly. your self-doubt gremlins kind of creep yeah, in. I, th- yeah. I think that's where it can get really dangerous really quickly. Yes. Um, and you never know what people are doing discounting behind the scenes. It's a bit like hotels, I found, with certainly with business-to-business services. I think less so with consumer. Um, but with services, so anyone who is doing anything for another business, whether that is a website or some building work, or they seem to have like a rack rate that they put on their website and then they seem to just not charge that. Mm. Not everybody, but but there are definitely people who don't charge what they say they charge which is just confusing for everyone oh yeah that really that's really frustrating Um, yeah i agree and and again that's entirely their prerogative to do but it's another reason why you shouldn't be using other people as what we're trying to say you should be working it out based on your 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 needs and your requirements yeah not your method is a really good way of around you yeah yeah, but not you shouldn't really be looking i mean people say oh check the market check the market and i suppose to a point but then I was looking recently, not for pricing, but for my new packages for how many photos to deliver for um, half day and full day. And somebody said, oh, have you have you had a look? So somebody who I think it's it's important to say does not run a business. I was like, oh, I haven't actually looked at anyone's. So I fell into a hole for about an hour yeah. uh, looking at other brand photographers sites, which I haven't done for ages, which is really interesting um, and actually not as denting to my confidence. In fact, not denting to my confidence at all, although it has been in the past. Good. So, this makes um, me happy. Yeah, it was really good. So um, that was fine. And, uh, and so then I was speaking to an artist, in fact, Mary, lovely Mary, who um, we have had on the podcast. Uh, and I said to her, and I was like, oh, and I had this conversation, because she's a night owl. So the person I was speaking to had gone to bed by then. I was like, oh, I was having this conversation and like this. This was a thing. What do you think? Um, having, you know, just had your shoot, what do you think? And she was like, do you know what? I've just had very similar things. I was working on how to price like a new type of print. And she said, and I made the mistake of going and looking at what the people are doing. And people are charging everything from a fiver to like £850 for basically the same thing in the same type in the same paper in the same size and I was like hmm yeah (laughs) and it's a reproduction not an original so it's not like obviously obviously an original can vary wildly but she was like this is literally a print in I and I was like yeah I kind of had the same I found that people are offering what I'm offering for anything from like 100 quid up to like four grand it's so vast and Uh, so varied and and the same number of photos that I'm or or, you know or they're they're charging similar but they're offering wildly different numbers of photos it is just so different I think you've just got to be and then other times you say this a lot be yourself you've got to be yourself yeah I mean but other times you say I say I've recently gone through doing a lot of pricing so this month I've been uh, repricing my brand shoots Um, Mm -hmm. so I've did it all as you know, as per my little formula, I should say, but it's not. I was going to say I want to talk, talk a bit more about that in a minute. I yes. To so I went. I, I went through my process. Excellent, lovely. This is this is what I'm going to be supplying. This is how long it's going to take. This is this is what it's all going to come to, uh, and this is now what I'm going to offer. I think, like you said, their number of prints is uh, number of um, images is the the thing to try and get wrap your head around when you're supplying brand photos, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so I came up with this whole thing. I was like, lovely, and then I thought, okay, I'll see what you know, what other photographers around me are doing. And I stumbled across this photographer I'd never actually found before, found her pricing, and lo and behold, we it was literally identical to what I'd just written. And I was like, oh, okay, does that... Is that bad? Is that so good? it can be validating, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not, I said that, that that's quite rare. I don't think I've ever done that. I've, um, actually, I've never no, done I, that I lie. This was a first. I lie. So. I did do when I did my exchange. Um, so Anne and I swapped sheets um, just recently, and we got to our first thing. And we were like, right, let's start with a fucking coffee because neither. Well, she had coffee, I had or chocolate, but neither of us function without caffeine. And we were talking about the fact that we um, have put, both put our prices up recently and we've sort of changed our packaging and changed how we work with our clients. And um, and then we were like, so what do you currently charge? And then we were like, and weirdly, I don't think either of us particularly, we, we, we're very open about stuff, but I think we were both like maybe a bit nervous for what the other one might think because oh, we I have know. always charged quite similarly. Awful, yeah. So we ended up saying it exactly at the same time. And it turns out we charge exactly the same for exactly the same amount of time oh, and wow. very similar numbers of photos. She, charged, she has slightly fewer photos because her clients, so we know from the type of clients we have, hers tend to be less social media and more website based and mine tend to use those more for social media. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was really interesting. We were like, hmm, that, that that's intriguing because we're geographically very close as well yeah um and yeah so that was that was fun um so yes you're right it can be validating sometimes but yeah 
Um, so can you tell us a little bit more then? So when, when you're thinking about starting to charge, mm. obviously one of the things that people forget to factor in. So I have seen people talk about uh, the time it takes to make. I've ta- heard people talk about the um, the cost of the materials. Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about um, the cost of packaging and overheads like your website. Your, I mean, most most people don't have rent, but if you have rent on a shop, fair enough. But um, you know, your 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 website costs and your um, listing costs and your credit card processing fees and all that kind of stuff yeah and all of those things are good to take into account but one of the things i know your process takes in which other people's bloody world doesn't mine does now but but lots of people's don't you are allowed to charge extra and decent money for your skill yes and your so your, your hourly rate should reflect your skill so so your time people charge but they're like oh you know if i did it at like 10 pounds an hour and i'm like mate you got, you shouldn't be charging 10 pounds an hour for no. skilled work no but that's for that that very especially when it's something that you know and nobody seems to factor in profit no but we are in business to make a profit absolutely so now i have a profit section on my spreadsheet so when i work out it's like this many hours for this and this many hours for this and a bit of contingency and then i would like to add profit on top and it might only be a small amount per shoot and that's partly because i use the profit first system which we talked about in our money yeah yeah uh, money episode um so i try and make sure that I have added so that that percentage that I want to take out, I add on so I can take it out. If that ah, makes sense, okay. people don't do that. Like that, I that can't. Seems, and when I said that to people, they raised their eyebrows at me like I'm insane. And I'm like, but if I've already accounted for my tax, my student loan, my business overheads, and my living costs, there's got to be something else in there in my pricing if I want to make a fucking profit. That makes right? it. Yeah. Like, do you know what? It actually, that was one of the things I looked at. For it's it's what I um, in the in the bit where I thought about what I want to earn what so where mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I was thinking about what I wanted to earn yes I figured out what I wanted what I needed to pay for my bills what I needed to mm-hmm. for to pay for niceties so things like birthday gifts and going away on holidays and all those kinds of because they add up oh my god yeah. you know you just don't yeah. realize um, I added on straight away I added on to the amount that I had uh, and uh, a 20% amount for tax roughly you know what I was looking to pay um tax wise and then yes adding on I mean, what I what I would to... like to pay tax wise is not 20% but you know well yeah yeah <laughs> such yeah. is life that's, yeah that's a whole other topic that's a whole other topic yeah no, no. <laughs> but yeah no actually no I'm going to say that paying tax is good yeah, yes. yeah, that's really good. Mm. No, and that is good because I think it's like a whole... And as I say, I think it's also really important to know all of those things, but also know what your kind of um, lowest line... Yes. Like your baseline survival. Yeah, because yeah. I, I'm not suggesting that you should go into business to be at baseline survival. Like that, that is not a thing we should be aiming for. No, but no, But when exactly. there are things like cough, pandemic, cough, or like other things, it's nice to know what that... So that if you, for example, or for example, if you know you know what that you know what it costs you to run your business for X amount of time, usually a month, because that's an easy number. Um, if you are looking for finance at any point, or if you're needing to like, or if you've got some sa- like you're putting some savings away, you, you kind of know what that will give you, and yes. I think that's much more useful than just having a number in the bank. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's a really sensible way around. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I was just going to add in there because I think it's relevant. Paying tax is a good thing because it means you're making money. Yes. As a bit does. of advice that I hang on to, because so many people will say, "Oh no, don't you know, take take your profit down because you don't you don't want to pay the tax man." And I'm like, actually, I'd quite like to be. Paying, I do want to pay the tax man. It means I'm There's not a problem money. to pay the yes. tax man because it means I'm making enough money and then some. And, and then you that's know, cool. like, that is that is the way that. I framed it when I got given my tax bill this year. It was like minuscule this tax bill, but I was like excellent i've got a bill that means i made some money this year that means absolutely. i'm in profit absolutely depressingly i got i got my first profit last year but because i've made such a hefty loss in setting up the studio i am still still riding off that so we we set it off against so i had to set it off against the year after i set off the, set up the studio um but i didn't make enough to set it off completely so i got uh... it off this year as <laughs> and, I was, okay. and I was delighted because I was expecting to pay a tax bill and my, my accountant was like actually no like you spent so much money setting up the studio that like you're still you're still in in loss and I was like but great also thanks. isn't that a, a nice tidy little bonus then I find because I, I automatically put the money away for the tax now that goes into a yes. separate account yes yes I do um, too that was a lesson learned after one year when I got a tax bill and I hadn't done that and it was like oh I now yeah, need to find this thing. money to pay so it. weirdly I am really bad at doing that in, I've always historically been really bad at doing like saving for that kind of stuff in my personal life so mm. things like I don't 
don't, I don't remember to save for like my car insurance. Similar things that have to be paid every year. Yes, it's not a surprise, yeah. no, but no. I just somehow forget about them. We know it's um, coming, yes, we just forget. I have yes. had a similar experience uh, and I never wanted to be in that position no, again. it's horrible. So I am, um, yes, now I just, that money goes out and I, I just don't even account, in my head, it's like, well, that's not, it's gone. that's not my money. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone. over there. Yeah, definitely. And then when it comes, when, when, when I do get my accounts done and they give me the bill or, you know, tell me, no, you don't owe anything. Lovely. Excellent. Nice I've got a bonus. nice little yeah. boozy bonus. Yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So this is why pricing properly is really important. It is. Because very. otherwise you end up in horrible sticky situations. And also, I think this is this is sad and serious. And I don't normally like to be sad and serious on this podcast, but I think it is a really important point. If you do, not, if you consistently do not make money out of your business, if you consistently do not cover your costs for, I, I know in the first few years it's normal to not do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm not, there's no judgment. But if you consistently do not make money, eventually you're not going to have a business anymore. Exactly. Eventually it will be a point where either it becomes a hobby, which is fine. Like hobbies are totally doable. Um, or you will have to close the business because you cannot afford to keep running it anymore. And that yeah. would be really sad if you put loads of effort into it. So I agree. Um, so let's, let's actually talk about working out some pricing then because my mm-hmm. I think one of the things I always come back to is when especially when I am figuring out new pricing is um when when I when I finally come up with with a number and I look at it and think am I comfortable with that number and actually what I want is for the answer to be to be slightly no I don't want to be entirely comfortable with it um, um does that okay. kind of Talk bring true more about that maybe i feel like i, I want it I, to I be a number that logic. i'm confident saying but i want it to be i, I just want to push the, the the edge of it a little bit because i think if i'm too comfortable with it for me that sort of says potentially that i'm probably actually undercharging for for what i'm doing oh that's some mm. interesting psychology there i don't think i 100 percent agree actually oh. which is curious um, although you're making me like my cogs, can you see the cogs turning? Yes, in my I head? can. So I'm trying to work out why why I just had the reaction I just had. So I think that yes, mm, I'm trying to figure out if it's a comfort zone thing. Mm, could well be. Or if it's so one of the things that I feel very strongly about in terms of pricing, and I think I think this is relevant for me, but it might not be relevant for everybody. But I'm going to throw it out there anyway. So. One of the barriers for me for charging what I should, but yes. what I wanted to charge, um, and what I needed to charge, because I, I knew from the off what I what I needed for like the nice life that I would like to live rather than the bare bones. Um, for me, one of those barriers was experience. So having the experience, so I had the theory, and I had some experience, but mm-hmm. I had not had in my head enough experience in certain situations at, when I first went full time be- because I had not had enough time to make that stuff happen yeah um three and a half years in I feel like I mean there's always more to learn there's of always course, more to, you know yeah. I, would, I would I don't ever want to be at a point where I'm complacent about my work because I think that would be really sad and depressing oh actually. god yeah no yeah um, but, but means you need to move on or find something yeah, new to do yeah or find something different it? to do yeah, or yeah, yeah you've lost lost mm. your love if you get complacent so i am not saying i'm like you know at the top of my game i'm never going to learn but i do know now there is almost no lighting situation that i can't deal with mm-hmm. um and the ones that i know i can't deal with i just don't take on so when people say i would really like you to photograph my glass bottles and a white background i'm like mm-mm <laughs> Because I don't want to. I don't I like doing do that. It. Thank you very much. I could do it, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um. And so I feel much more comfortable. So now I've put my prices up to a point where they are. I they should make me nervous, and they don't. I am totally okay. comfortable with it because I have worked up to it. When my, um. So for example, like at one point I was charging a stupidly small amount, and then I was able to get my second camera body, um, which I actually bought from you, I think. You did, um, yes. And then, and then I was able to charge more because then I was like, right, now I am at a position where if I, if my one of my cameras fails during a shoot, I can just carry on. Before then, I felt like I couldn't charge a certain amount. So I, I feel like I've worked my pricing up so that I am entirely confident when I do it. Um, and, but I, hmm, hmm. I, I do quite like this idea of being like confident but slightly wary. Just slightly just slightly like slightly uncomfortable. Just but I, I ever don't, so when slightly. you said that I was like, Oh god no, but I don't know why I had that emotional reaction. So I don't I'm like I, the, I, I mean here's a here's a thing to to talk about. Uh talking about blog posts, for example, for me. Mm-hmm. And just recently I was talking to someone who told me you should be charging 
uh, say five hundred dollars a blog post, and mm-hmm. I I I physically reacted to that because it was like, oh. Ooh. <laughs> no, that's way too much. Um, I was charging way less than that. I should probably add I was charging one hundred and fifty dollars a blog post, so that's quite a significant gap there, and. The more I kind of looked into it, I thought and actually started talking to other copywriters who do blogging as well and actually discovered, yes, there are some blog, there are some uh, copywriters out there who are charging that in that and or in excess of that for for a single blog post. But it didn't feel right to me. That felt massively uncomfortable. But then I went through this process of doing my pricing and came out with a number that was probably maybe sort of midway between the two. And. I, that still made me feel uncomfortable, but only sort of mildly uncomfortable. So I haven't actually gone that straight to that because it feels like a big jump, too big a jump to do in one go. But you've got somewhere to shift. I feel like that's where I'm moving towards, but I'm doing it in stages of once this number that I'm at now feels completely comfortable. I know it's time to probably shift up slightly more. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think you've just answered my question as to why I had the reaction I did. So okay. that is helpful. Thank you. So... <laughs> I did that process mm. when I went full time, literally like okay. in the month, in, in the couple of months between handing in my notice and actually leaving my job. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time working out like, what do I, I mean, I spent a lot of time working out what my fucking weekly schedule was going to look like. And I don't think I've had a week yet that's looked like that schedule. <laughs> so, like you know, some, exactly. some of it was worthwhile and some of it was not worthwhile. Um, but pricing you live wise, and learn, right? Yeah, you live and learn. Uh, pricing wise, I looked at, um, so obviously in that, like the initial, when you initially leap your a plan is to get going without running out of savings, right? Uh-huh. Is to, to yes. get going, keep going, and then keep going and keep building. Uh, and then I took on a fucking studio in the middle of it, so that threw everything <laughs> into disarray. However, I had figured out a price point that I wanted, both wanted and needed to be charging, and that when I started, felt like it was, like, internally unbelievably out of reach like yeah. I, I just had no concept i knew it was something i wanted and it, there was just no way i didn't i couldn't see any way how i was going to get there but that figure has been there ever since yeah and each time i've jumped my price and i haven't jumped i've done it in, in increments as well um but each time i've reached a point where i can jump my pricing it feels like i've been and now so with my so my 2022 well my current pricing but i'm not booking anything to 22 now my 2022 pricing onwards has hit that point and I okay. think that's why I'm less of a... Because I feel like I've been getting comfortable. So it probably would have been slightly uncomfortable. Yes. But this particular figure I've been getting comfortable with for three years now. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Which doesn't mean I will never put it up ever again. It no. just means I've reached the point I wanted to reach when I started yeah well, started when i left to go full time and exactly because obviously what again what you need to say that's that and that factors back in again what i needed to earn when i was earning decent money from a full-time job and then from a part-time just job completely different goes, it's totally yeah. different to doing it full-time so i think that was um but don't fucking start your weekly schedule don't try and plan your weekly schedule in the same way as you plan your pricing because that will not work that's not a thing <laughs> there's, um, a, there's a little, little carla carla w- like, wisdom for you right wisdom, there yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, th- I think it's really so. Do you, I, I'm a little bit curious because I think our our pricing strategies, not our pricing, the way we work out our prices, uh-huh. I think varies slightly. When you are looking at, um, do, do you do it per? So I know you've got like a broad hourly rate, and you've explained how that works, which uh-huh. I think is a really good idea for most people to get a rough idea. Yeah. Um, I also think there are certain tasks. So I have certain tasks I charge less than my standard rate for, and I have certain tasks that I charge more than my standard rate for, depending on what they are and where they fit. Um, okay. I don't know if that's something that you so like admin I will charge less so I charge more or less what a VA would no, charge I charge then, all the like, same fucking video editing I go off of it it takes <laughs> bloody ages and it's not my favourite job so I like doing the filming I don't love the editing so um, but then photo editing I'm happy with my standard hourly rate because I love both of those things so that, that's that's been an interesting learning point um, do you, how do you do you factor it in per so do you just have like a like a process and then you come out so each of your things that you offer costs the same based on how long it takes or is there more variation in that i'm i'm interested in that i'm not entirely sure i am so for example you have um blog posts and brand photography and um other content writing let's just take three things i know you do way more than that but Mm -hmm. three things do all of those average out at roughly the same hourly rate so people just pay for how many hours of your time effectively Uh, i know i know there's more than that in there but like are they all broadly the same rate because they're all you or are there like different things that factor into different 
They are ultimately the I use my fixed hourly rate as my base for all of it. So okay. Um. So like where you said there, you charge less for like admin tasks and slightly more for say like um, video editing tasks. I keep it the same hourly rate for everything that I do. Okay. Um. Which is probably a lot simpler, in all fairness. It's much simpler, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but also that kind of factors in. Even if I did, if I even if I was to then outsource some of that stuff, um, it it covers what I'm going to be paying somebody else for it as that's well. Wise. Um, yeah, and, that's And the time cool. it takes for me to then send it off to that person and, yes, you know, and deal with that kind of stuff. It's never yeah. quite as quick as just sending it's, an email, no. is it? Yeah, Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's really sensible. That's how I've worked it out. You know, maybe that's that, that might not feel right for everybody. So maybe that you don't feel comfortable charging a fixed rate for, what you know, sending an email as opposed to, doing whatever other part no 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 well, again do, I, th- but... I think i think all of this is very personal but i just think yes. it's really interesting yeah, to know because yeah. people don't really talk about how they figure this stuff out no so okay so having talked about how we figure stuff out mm. how, how you figure pricing out how do we tell our clients about our pricing because i think ah. there's a few bits there that i think we can kind of dig into and i think that's the bit where people stumble i think some people are very aware um, and it's funny because in every other arena but pricing and money i am very wary of the word should but I use should a lot talking about <laughs> pricing because so many people don't charge what they should be charging no, for what they're doing. Quite. And I know it's not my decision to make for all the reasons we've just outlined, but I also think that there is a, a bit of a duty to your industry not to fucking race to the bottom price-wise once you're at a certain standard. Yeah, I agree with that, which that kind of um, that upsets me quite a lot when you find... Because yeah. there are some people who unfortunately will take the tactic of, oh, let me see what this person is charging and I'm going to charge And 10, then I'll charge 15. 50 quid less or yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That really... Yeah grates on me because it's like well hold on a second yeah it is a race to the bottom when you're doing and they are only damaging and so i know some people who do it for for less less annoying reasons i have tripped over a few people who do it because well well you know i've only been doing it for x amount of time oh well i don't know i haven't you know i'm changing suppliers i don't know you know that kind of stuff they're worried about the and actually that the difference in quality between say two um, prints mm-hmm. is not something that anyone who wasn't the fucking artist would even notice exactly but it, it I know those things matter to you know different things matter to, to each of us yeah but that, that doesn't mean that they should be undercharging for so I think that when you reach a certain standard and I guess that standard is is slightly subjective but you sh- you are only damaging your own future prospects if you get used to charging way less than everybody else does mm. and you're pissing off everybody else in your industry in yes. a certain area or, yeah, or similar yeah. So I think there's something there, but as we discussed at the beginning, there is that tendency to say, these are my prices, and then immediately talk yourself out of them. <laughs> or just not say your prices out loud because it's terrifying. And actually, yes. how, how, do we, how do we tell our clients about our prices, or our prospective clients? So the way I've had to I've had to learn this, because I was terrible in the beginning, I exactly like you, I would, I would say my price and go, but this is what you get with it, and, and almost like trying to justify what I was charging. Mm. And it took... I can't even remember where I read or learned about it now, but I, there was something about saying, no, you need to say your price with confidence and say nothing else. Um, and it actually took some practice. This is good you know, advice. Yeah, yeah, it took practice looking in the mirror. Like I think This I, is I, that silence thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I would literally say, yeah. this is my yeah. price, nothing else. You know, instead of trying to sort of come up with the, the, the excuses and just just putting it out there, just letting them know what the price mm. is. But that took practice. It took a lot a lot for me to do that without stuttering and stumbling out over it, without trying to apologise for it or justify, you know, my services for that. I think justification amount. is something that we all do because most of us would not pay our own prices for ourselves because mm. we can do the thing. Yes. Um, which is daft when you say it out loud it sounds massively obvious but yeah, actually yeah. that that is something it took me ages to realize it's not that i don't value photography it's that i know i can do the majority I can do of it myself don't need to pay anyone else to do it yeah i don't need to pay someone to do flat lays because i can do them you know like yeah. that that's a thing that i do for fun mm-hmm. so yeah so that's and self-portraits and you know so that that was really interesting although okay. interestingly so, i then booked a photographer earlier this year who charges more than i do and i had absolutely no problems doing that well yes exactly and i don't so, i don't think that i think i think i think the issue is not with the pricing itself i think it was pricing our own work yes yeah yeah that's i that's don't think wise, it's that we don't yeah. value what we do as a as i don't think we don't value the creative thing that we do as as a as a group of creative yeah humans. it's just um 
but I, I think that we all struggle. So I think most artists fall over themselves to pay their other artist friends marketing yeah, for their yeah. work when they love it. Most, um, like you know, I, I think just most mo- most musicians will book if they if they are booking someone for a gig, they will pay their market, but they don't charge their like. I think it's some, there's something in there about charging our own. It's not about not valuing what yeah. we do. It's about not valuing what we specifically do. And it's not even that we don't value what we do ourselves. I think there's just some weird. It's more. Ick. I think it's probably internalizing our own value a little bit there isn't it i think i mean yes and no i mean one of one of the things actually that i again it's not specifically pricing related but it sort of is um so we have this real tendency i think to assume that we should give discounts to friends and family Mm -hmm. because we love them and they're our supporters and and i can't even remember who said this to me but it has the comment has really stayed with me um if they if they are the people who love you the most they should want to pay your full prices because they should want you to stay in business and support you in yes. the thing that you love. Yeah. They should not be the people asking for discounts. You can offer them discounts, but they should not be asking for discounts. They should be the people championing you. Yeah. Um, and championing, champ, blah, 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 championing. God, that's a hard word. It's a hard word. So yes. <laughs> your prices. Um, so that I think is is an interesting little angle. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking as well. So when I, when we say like saying to, we assume we're talking to our clients in person, but you and I have had discussions in the past about prices on your website, prices off your website. Yes. And I know that obviously if you have an online shop, you don't really have a choice. If you have an online shop, you kind of need to put your prices on the website, or no fucker's going to buy your uh, stuff. Yes, ever. this help. This is helpful. Yep. That aside. <laughs> um, Commission-based stuff can be very hard because it it varies. Um, You know, if it's, say, commission-based artwork or um, somebody who is writing and it very much depends on the the amount of research they might have to do if they're ghostwriting or... um, I don't know. There's loads of stuff that is is a bit of a how long is a piece of string. Yeah, yeah. So, and then obviously there's stuff... So we both have packages, which we can tailor stuff, but we Mm -hmm. do have packages. Prices on, prices off. Where do you stand on that? Oh, see, I am firmly a prices on girl. I okay, but that this the, like you you said it yourself right at the beginning. There, it's person. A lot of it's personal preference. I know that when I am looking for a service, if I go onto a website and there are no prices at all, my immediate thought is I cannot afford this person, and I don't bother contacting them. But you see, that is your own projection, isn't it? Yes. That's not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. the case at all. No, that's no, really it's not necessarily. But that, that, that is, that's, that's my belief. And so you so, don't ask to see if, if you could afford them. You no, just no, I just assume that I cannot away. afford them, and I click away and I go find someone else. Okay. I, even if it, I can cut, if it's a, if it's a price starting from, I'm much yes. happier. If there's a if starting from price, okay, great. I've got a ballpark here. I can. I can okay. work with this, but um, it, that for me is yeah. That that's immediately why I am a. That's why I put my prices on my website because that is how I feel about them. On the other hand, and I mean I'm going back again to wedding photography as an example here because this is obviously where uh, there's so much conversation around this in like photography forums, isn't there? We see a lot of it. Um, I think because because weddings like can have it can be so different it can be a couple of hundred to a couple of hundred grand depending on what people yeah so it's yeah it's such a variable and i think who is it who said that somebody said once oh if um i get more inquiries if i don't have my prices on my website which interested me quite a lot but my experience (sighs) of that is i used to get a lot of price shoppers so i would then send my prices and i would hear crickets and that piss me off waste my time quite frankly i'm like why why am i spending all this time sending stuff out to people who aren't going to bother getting back in touch with me which is why another reason why i put my prices on my website because at least then i know the people who are getting in touch most of them not all of them look at my prices but most of them have seen most them, of them i mean and so you always get the odd one you always comes, get someone you always get the one who fills in the form on the pricing page and says can you send me your prices and you're like you literally had to scroll past them exactly to get there. Like, okay yeah, yeah, here yeah. they are in a pdf yeah, yeah. No, that's fair um i sorry just, this evening i sound i sound like i hate humans i really don't i've just <laughs> we've, we've had there has been a definite increase in my shop-based businesses of people who just don't read what they're signing up to Mm -hmm. and i'm finding that quite stressful at the moment because i'm not trying to deceive anybody out of money i am not trying to take their money unnecessarily but if you sign up for six months and you click three separate buttons to say i accept the six month terms i do not expect you to email after a month and say i can't cancel why can't i cancel you're stealing my money i'm not stealing your fucking money you chose to give it to me yeah anyway that aside (laughs) (laughs) 
Something just in case I sound like an asshole. Personal when I'm experience like, you know, going on there. Personal definitely. experience going on. Yeah, yep. projecting. Um, also projecting clearly. Um, <laughs> I would say that I have taken a middle road. So I have experienced exactly what you just said at the end there. So I used to not have any pricing on my site, mainly because in the early days it was very, very custom, mm-hmm. and it was shifting massively and it was changing depending on. And I was getting very mixed inquiries. So I would say at that point I was probably about fifty percent brand, fifty percent events. Whereas now I would say I'm like ninety five percent brands and the occasional event um it's much easier to separate them um but at the time it was hard it was like everyone was hitting the main bit of my website and the main photography bit of my website so but those things are priced differently because obviously the prep is different the delivery is different the time scales are different everything is different and what they're using for the the licensing type use which i don't charge separately for but is kind of um, it's, yeah, it's, accounted it's, for it yeah, is in, yeah. is, is in, in, in the isn't thought. it to the price it, yeah. Go, mm. yeah it goes into that pricing um, is, is just totally they're two totally different kettles of fish and I found similarly I was getting loads of people email me um, and then I was just doing a lot of admin for no return um, when I had no prices at all yeah and then I put a starting from price and immediately my inquiries dropped and I panicked yes Um, And then I found that I was getting far fewer inquiries, but they were exactly the right inquiries. And then I added sending a PDF, but before I sent the PDF, sending a physical brochure in the post. And then my conversion rate absolutely soared. So Mm. I'm still not getting thousands of like, you know, I might get 10 inquiries in three months. But if I can convert five or six of those. That's it. Exactly. Because I know what I need to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and that thing you said about hours at the beginning, like I now know how many hours I need and want to devote to each client in order to give them the experience that I want them to have, mm-hmm. which feeds into why I charge the prices I do, which means I can have a very limited number of clients, bearing in mind everything else I do in a year as well. So it, it all kind of ties in together. So, yeah. But I don't have all of my prices up on my website because I do still tailor stuff if people need... Because I do find when you start talking to people... Um, people need different things and want different yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Which is... And I found more recently, actually, I found there's a few people who have said, oh, I really like um, your, like, like so my lower package, which is a half day, but they don't necessarily need 60 to 100 images, what, or 50 to 60 or whatever it is. I can't remember where my bloody packages are. Um, but there's like a number of images, which I thought was a reasonable number of images. But they were saying, actually, they prefer to have far fewer, but a bit more styled, like my fairy tale type work. So uh-huh. that's starting to feed in now, which is not something I saw. And I was I'm really happy to spend half a day. But it does mean, because of the extra faff with that, it means there will be less final photos because yes. we've got less time to shoot because we're spending much more time setting up so i don't that's the reason i don't have it all laid out nicely on my website all the time mm. but yeah i i think i think there's definitely something that i think i think that lots of people say oh but you know i want loads of inquiries and i think actually at the beginning that's probably not a bad call i think there's arguments um, for both sides of it absolutely I think there's arguments yeah. both sides, yeah, but yeah. i i would i would come down i think i think i'm sort of I've got maybe like one foot on your side of the fence and my bum's still on the fence, but I've definitely got starting from that's definitely made a difference to me. Yeah, so I, I feel like that, yeah. the thing that I the thing I I've learned about um, prices on or off website is it's it's go with again we it's something we say all the time go with your own gut go with what feels right to you don't just don't look at everybody else and think oh that that's what they're doing that's what I must do you have, you know because yeah. it doesn't feel that comparison right is just yes. lethal isn't it yeah. really yeah yeah, yeah so. absolutely it's only because I see this. So often on like these photography forums, you know, f- photographers, everyone, should I have my prices on or off my website? And it's, you, there is literally, it's a 50-50 split pretty much down the middle. You'll always yeah. get And it will be working divide. for some people and it will be not working for other yeah, people. Exactly. So will the other options. So yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, and, I, and I always say, try different things as well. Take, test yes. them out. See what one works yes. better for you. So Actually, yes, that's a good call. It doesn't mean yes, if you take your prices off your website, you don't have to leave them off your website. You can put them back I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to sneak in there as well, actually. You can change your pricing as a test as well. Yes, you just because you've can. Just because you've settled on a price, you do not have to stick with that price forever and always. No. So that, that is definitely a thing that you can change. Yeah. Can we have, as we're sort of drawing towards the end, can mm. we have like a little two-minute chat? Because I think this is really, really important. Yes. Um, about worth. Because worth mm. and pricing are often banned. Like the word worth is often bandied at charge what you're worth. Yes. And on the surface, yes, charge what you're worth. Don't undercharge. But I think charging what you're worth and undercharging are two to- totally separate things on the basis that I have come to. And this is, I, I do feel like I should caveat this. This is this is a reasonably recent, I would say, in the last year or two realisation. And I've been in business for 12 or 13 years now. 
I don't think your worth should be anything to do with what you charge. I think your your I pricing agree. should be based on what you need to earn and your worth should come from other things. Yes, 100% but agree with that. Yeah. They're massively entangled. How do yeah. we disentangle that? Oh my god. People? Like how do we how do we other than just saying don't cuz saying don't wrap your worth up in your pricing is great, but people said that to me for fucking years before I actually <laughs> extricated the two things and realized they were two separate things. Yeah. Um any thoughts? Oh my god. <laughs> oh. This, I'll this introduce throw, it and then make you answer it. Yeah, the biggest question, like you know, and said, "Oh, well, you know, we'll talk about this over the next." We've got two minutes, minutes. Quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go, quick. Go, 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 um, go, go. I absolutely agree with this. This sentiment of charging what you're worth is it's a it's a well, um, an often said phrase, which actually I think people don't really see the meaning in it, other than. Mm. Um, well, what does it mean? What exactly. does it mean? What are you worth? Well, actually, I'm a human being. You can't, you yeah, can't weigh my you worth in pounds anyway. Well, you, you probably, you probably weigh my worth in pounds on the scale, but that's not to do with worth either. You can weigh <laughs> the number of pounds on the scale, but you cannot weigh my actual worth exactly. in anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like putting a, an actual price on, the, you know, your time, your experience, your knowledge, your, you know, everything that you've put into your skill, the thing it is that you do, mm. it, it's... Um, do you think it's a confidence thing because i know as my confidence has soared my need to link my worth my pricing and my what i'm producing like my my actual output has stopped Mm. like that that need to connect those things has has, it's been much easier to to unconnect disconnect disconnect extricate i don't even know what the word i want is but (laughs) untangle yes it's been much easier to untangle those things yeah um, when i am confident in myself and my capability and that is to do with my capability not my worth interestingly that's definitely to do with my ability to handle various situations and to um also maybe in my ability to i don't know if this is something but for me there was uh, there was a big chunk of time and it is i think we've talked about this briefly before it's called the skill gap the skill Mm -hmm judgment gap or something like that i'll try and find the proper quote for the show notes um about when what are you talking you about are... your take the taste gap is that what you're talking about taste gap yes. that's the mm-hmm. one i knew it was a gap something yeah it's been a long day <laughs> um i yes the thing where what you want to create is not quite what is coming out despite your best efforts exactly and i feel like that for me was a stupidly long amount of time and, and don't get me wrong what i was producing was still good by most by, by most but it wasn't at that most level people of stand, that but it wasn't up to my for, standards yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't up to and it wasn't even up to like standards it was probably fine but it just wasn't quite what i and now i feel like 95 percent of the time i am producing what i want to produce and i am creating what i envision creating when i first talk to my clients and my art is kind of getting there that's different again isn't it mm-hmm. um and and i feel like it's that that has enabled me to let go of are you producing technically perfect photos like are your so for a long time for me it wasn't even money it was like are your photos in focus if they are then you can charge for them so you're oh, wow worth charging. really if, there was definitely a connection there which so i won't I, tell I you about all of the unfocused photos that i de- that i delivered to cut to clients then oh no, so. no it really helped me hearing about that um, <laughs> but but that's one of those really stupid things which yeah. is, is, i think it's a good example of like why you shouldn't be connected because those two things when you say them out loud like yes. that they're not fucking related no, are they? they've not got at all. no impact on each other at all mm. like is your client happy great yes Sh- should that impact on whether you feel good about yourself well you should be happy that your client's happy but actually you can feel like yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure what the answer is, but no. I do think I, I wanted to highlight it. I wanted to bring it up. I think it's worth. I think yeah, it's something worth ever, anyone ever about. said out loud to me for the longest time, and I just don't think that money is the way that we should be measuring our creative worth. No, or our absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think, do, do, but we should I'm, be charging decent amounts to live. So yes, exactly. Pay your bills, and you know, be able to do all the fun things that you want to do with your life as well. It's not all about paying your bills, yeah. and it's more know, than paying the yes. bills. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I was going to say there's there's a I, I I couldn't remember the bloody phrase before and I'm going to have to dig around to see if we can find it for the show notes but there was definitely something I read fairly recently about how somebody said it shouldn't be charging what you're worth it should be something about charging for the value of your time and that's where where it yes. should be so i like that yeah, yeah i like that a lot mm. um and charging you know we are hopefully it's been fairly fairly um obvious we yes. are in big favor of charging properly and, yes. and charging good money and there's i mean something we haven't touched on but i think i'm just going to wave that and maybe we'll pick up in another episode perception so yes. you do not have to be a high-end anything unless you want to be but often high-end is perceived like the more you charge the more high-end people perceive you to be and that can come with its own pressures yes um that can come with its own self-imposed but also actual expectations Mm -hmm. um but then something that i found in the reverse 
worse is that the more I charge, the more people trust me to get on with the job and they don't try yes. to manage my time and they yes. don't expect... It's not even that they don't expect, they expect high standards, but I'm happy producing high standards. I wouldn't be doing this professionally if but I didn't they're, produce they're high standards. But they're much more confident that that's what you're going to, like, to do because, they're, yes. because you're charging for it. And if you say to them, it. this is what we can achieve in that time, they go, oh yes, you're the professional that I'm paying quite a high fee to. That's cool. Yes. Whereas the people who have got I'm not saying people who've got less of a budget because that sounds awful, but there are there are certain types of people, and we talked briefly about red flags in a different episode. Mm. And um, in fact, no, we talked quite in quite length about red we flags. Did, yes. One of the red flags for me is when somebody comes. And I think I said it then as well. When somebody comes and they say, "This is what I need from you. Oh, it should only take this long." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm. That should be my. I am the professional that you are hiring. Therefore, yes. I should be making that decision, not you." Exactly. And I think that that is a. And that is usually price driven. They, yeah. they are trying to get a less hours or exactly. Um, so I think there's something in there. Um, I'm not entirely sure what my point was, but no, no, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely, it's um. I had a thought formulating then, and it just suddenly seems to have whipped away. Vanished. <laughs> uh, let me think. Uh, I would offer to sing, but I'm not going to sing because that's not going to make you remember anything. That's going to no, make you run away crying. No, it's really not. <laughs> No, no, um, I, I, I agree uh, like with that sentiment, though. It's, it is about, um, I, I have this, yeah, this, this thought that I, uh, is that for me, that if you're paying someone, I don't want to say more money, expense, you know, someone who's more expensive than somebody else, or it, 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 it builds that level of trust. You could, you're, you're thinking, okay, if I'm paying someone this, this amount of money, they must know what they're doing. I trust them implicitly to get that work done for me. Whereas yeah. if you're paying someone who's only charging, you know, very, you know, I'm I'm going to say, some, you know, the, the, the kind of money you see on places like Upwork and things like that. Yes, it's, it's not enough for what it should. And for what the work, you know, it's not fair. They're, they're, that's not a sustainable business model. It's either. not sustainable, no. no. And it's um, it, it does kind I, of I, make I, me, it does kind of make me worry about the, the quality of work that I'm going to be getting Well, it does, them. but then I don't know, it's really hard because then I, I've, I've had some quite stern words out of the blue actually with some with some people um in various of the different mm-hmm. industries i work in but most often in photography because that is what i know the best mm-hmm. and that is what i do and i have been in brand photography longer than a lot of the people who have turned to brand photography while weddings have been shit over the pandemic which is cool yes but <laughs> when i see people because because the, the the caveat you should have in your head i suppose is when you're buying is you get what you pay for yeah actually there are a vast number of people out there who are fucking talented and are selling their stuff for not enough money because they don't know the industry because they have picked new and this is this is i think this is across this is massively across not even just creative industries and this yeah, is yeah. across lots yeah. of industries because so many people have picked up other work in the pandemic or they've expanded their skills or they've you know done stuff and there is nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but as the buyer it makes it very complicated because it means you don't really you don't really know if you're getting what you're paid for you, you don't might get way more than what you paid for but you also might, might not get, get what not, you think you're no, getting exactly. and it might all be a bit disappointing yeah. um if it is a slightly different discipline there are different things that go with that um there are likely to be some people who specialize in the thing that you've picked up as a as an in-between and who are mm-hmm. going to be a bit pissed off that you're charging like a tiny fraction of what they're charging and you're actually quite fucking good at what you're doing like you yeah. should just so I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Um, there are way too many decision. variables, aren't way there? Way too so many, many variables. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think and it I makes think it very difficult for one to, of to... one of the ways to to remove that is to make sure you're charging a good price for mm. you. Yeah. Um. The another really just like last I know we're a little bit over time, but last tiny little thing that that someone said to me, which again has really stuck with me. Um you need to be charging a price regardless of what you've worked out and where your pricing are and what the market is doing and what your competitors are doing, whatever your price needs to meet, be make absolutely sure that you do not resent doing the work. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And again, that figure will be totally different for every person and probably different for each bit of work. Mm-hmm. So the, the price you would now have to pay me to build a website would be like stupid money because I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. In order for me not to resent the time spent on that, it would have to be like, crazy crazy money um and i think most people have got and i think if you phrase it in that way it's hard when it's something you love doing but if you phrase it in like well what would we have to pay you you, you need to make sure you're not resenting what that work is because when you're doing some work you can't be doing anything else in no time. exactly so this is it so you actually need to, to make if you're if you know at the end of it you're getting the kind of money that you're really happy to be getting for it then great it's yeah, yeah. 
rather than getting to the end of it and thinking, well, you know, I've lost all of this time. I've barely got anything in my pocket to show for it. What was the point in that? You know, why why are you doing but that? But caveating that, but that doesn't mean if you love something, you can charge fuck all for it. So, well, no. I feel like true. I've spent this whole thing going, you do this, but also don't do that. Like, it's a lot of the topics that we cover, it though. Is, it is, it is. And that's, happens, well, that's, what, that's, that's a business, isn't it? If it was that it easy, is. everyone would be doing it, I guess. But Yes. Um, I think yeah. the point to remember is, Put the formulas away. There is no formula other than what is right for you, what feels right Agreed. for you. You know, Agreed. that's, yeah. That's and ensures we... that you can meet your goals, yes. your financial goals of exactly. eating or whatever it is your yes. eating is good. But, you know, your, you know your, the things that you want to do. And things that will cover your desires as well. If you're, you know, if you're in the market for to look for a house or you want to pay for a around the world cruise, these are the things that you, they're your goals, your desires, the things that you want to pay yes. for. So, yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. It's very wise. Yes. Got into us. We've got all this wisdom coming out. Well, just I may have to go and lay down now. It's too much wisdom <laughs> for me. So. <laughs> I think it's my bedtime, so I might actually go and lay down. It's <laughs> yeah. a good plan. That's a good call. Right. Um, as ever, thanks for listening. I hope Thank it was useful. You. We'd love to hear your input too. Yes. If you've got thoughts, send us thoughts. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us, and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.